This is Sports Best, presented to you by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in the best of sports, and that's why each and every week, Larry cuts out the worst, and we bring you the sports best. And sometimes the best comes with bad news. I have to say the ESPN is replacing Hank Williams Jr.'s Monday Night Football song, but us at the Reposted Podcast Network want to welcome Little Richard and his song, Rip It Up to the NFL. How are you, Larry? Um, so didn't they get rid of Hank like before? I think they have. They're saying now that his quote iconic country rock anthem would send the wrong message in the COVID-19 area era, which I listened to it again. And it's just about, are you ready for some football? So I'm happy for little Richard. I'm sad for Hank Williams, but where's Carrie Underwood? Carrie. Oh, I forgot about that. I think I'm just going to put my TV on mute and just play the (laughs) Hank Williams song. I feel like that that might be the case. Um, Andrew <laughs> Keller, I turned on the TV briefly Saturday just to flip through the middle of the day. Let me just give a quick recap of the sports available to the neophytes out there. NFL, college football, NBA, NHL, baseball, WNBA, Premier League soccer, uh, National Women's League soccer, NASCAR, cricket, boxing. I saw bass fishing. There are so many sports on the TVs right now. It's insane. Uh, I think maybe the response to that is be careful what you wish for. Everyone in, in April, March and April said, give it to me. And now we have it. Okay, listen, this truly is the story of my life, right? For three months, pre-pandemic, right? For three months, I won't get invited to anything. I'll have no social outings, no birthday parties, no nothing. For a solid three months on Friday nights, I'll sit, pour my glass of bourbon, and drown my sorrows in a movie because nobody invited me anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then on the fourth month, Five of my friends will have a party on the same night. And I'm like, damn you. I didn't do anything for the – and now you guys are all having a party on the same night. I can't – I got to choose one. It's like there was four months of no sports. Now we got too much sports. Can we spread this out? I think that's a perspective thing. I think you can hit the five parties and say, my friends love me, and they want to show me a good time. I think this too many sports thing is a cop-out. Like, let's just enjoy it. Let, the, let it wash over us. The waterfall is raining down on our face, and I think it's great. <laughs> Let me just say, I didn't even mention the fact that the U.S. Tennis Open was going on this weekend, that the Kentucky Derby was last weekend. And by the way, the world's biggest bike race, the Tour de France, is currently underway. Yeah, there's, well, I guess a yes or no answer. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I feel like I'm playing this up a little bit. I do think it's a (laughs) great thing because I love turning on sports. Like, for instance, like me and my boys will be sitting there and I turn on the Tour de France, which they've never seen before. And they freaking can't get enough of bike racing. They're like, love it. They're like, what's the Peloton? What's that guy doing? They're like, Turn on the U.S. Open. They're like, why are those people grunting? Like, honestly, I love when there's, they just, my kids, my boys just cannot get enough of these sporting events. Yeah. I used to play a lot of tennis. I still play some, and I never fully understood the grunting. Have you ever played tennis? I have played tennis very badly. I love yeah. it. It's like something I feel like I'm going to be able to do till I'm 80. So I'm thinking hopefully it stays in my life. Right. It isn't, it, it's just about exertion, right? Do, do they feel like they can hit the ball harder? Ugh! Yeah. Maybe next time I tee off in golf, I'll ugh! just get um, it out there. Is there a chance that we, is there, there's a tennis match in our future? I think so. Maybe we could put, we played tennis before and I feel like you lost. It's me oh, and Dollar Don. Me and Dollar Don took down you and Uncle Kirk, intern Kirk. You know, um, the best tennis court in the entire, I think, earth is that one that's above Lombard Street, and it's got this view of the entire San Francisco. It's like four courts. It's oh, yeah. It's like, off of, the entrance is off of Polk. That's yeah. uh, the best public court ever. 
I think so too. If you're in San Francisco, check it out. Look up Larry. He'll play tennis with you. I mean, I'll just say this. I do feel at times when I'm flipping the TV, my head's going to explode with sports, but I do think you're right. That's a great thing. I just wish they would have spread that out a little bit because for four months I was like taking, I was watching sports documentaries because I needed a crumb. You needed a crumb. I needed a crumb. So I think you know the outcome of this, but let's hypothetically talk about your betting prowess. I told you going into a game, the home team has won 18 of the last 20. Would you think that they're going to win or lose? I think they're going to win. So that was the Broncos. They didn't win. The Tennessee Titans played them on Monday, and I told you the kicker missed his first field goal. His second field goal was partially blocked, and he missed an extra point and another third field goal. He has a game-winning kick from 25 yards. Is he going to make it or miss it? He's over. I think he's going to miss. He made it. Oh, my goodness. What a sloppy game. I don't want to take credit for that game. You don't want to take credit? I don't want to take credit. Maybe me and the, the intern, Kirk, Maybe yeah. perhaps we were at the uh, greater Tahoe area and had a uh, parlay with four unders on it. And perhaps the last parlay, which we needed to hit last night, was the under in the Broncos game. And in that game, yes, he missed three field goals. By the way, the Broncos were at the one and couldn't punch it in on fourth down. That was another seven points off the board. Thank you very much, Larry Olson. What was the number? Was it 30? I think it was 31. So y'all hit? We hit it. We won it. We got it. Oh. Goodness, we got to take a sports best company outing on your on your <laughs> winnings. No, 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 no. They, sports best, we're not. We're letting this ride. We're not. Nobody's cashing money on this. We're going big again. Yeah, as they say in Vegas, the only way to win is to let it ride. By the way, how do you pronounce the kicker's name? I looked it up earlier. It's uh, Gotskowski. Very good, Gotskowski. But the only thing about that I would say is like, if you're the coach. The kicker's got to think he's making it, but the, if you're the coach and you got to get here, don't you go like, okay, we got to do something else. We cannot let him kick it again. Do you think that the NFL would be more or less interesting if we got rid of place kickers? If the field goal was no longer. I, I don't think kick kickoffs are, uh, need, are needed, but field goals, I think, you know, they're kind of a sourpuss way to end a game, but it's like really long. It can be exciting. Yeah. I think the kicking is a very, I always think about college football, like Notre Dame historically has terrible kickers. Alabama has terrible kickers. It's like, it's this one little piece that it's like a grain of sand and a perfectly functioning watch. Like the kicker can ruin everything. I don't know. Mentally, that's got to be a hard thing to deal with. Laces out, Dan. Um, out, Finkel and Einhorn. Oh, that's, you caught that. I love that. Yeah. One of the big uh, new things that, was in play over the weekend in the NFL was that the, the coaches had to all wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, some coaches chose not to wear the masks. One of those being John Gruden and the guy, uh, Oh, by the way, the Rams coach, Sean McFay, who beat your Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football mm-hmm. also got reprimanded for not wearing their masks on the, on the sidelines. Did you see last week? Um, the coach of the chiefs is kind of a bigger man. He chose to wear the dental white mask, not like the face mask, but the, you know, the dental thing. Yeah. And every time they would pan to him, I'm blanking on his name right off the top of my head. Um, every time they'd pan, his mask was completely fogged up. Like you couldn't see his face. It's just like complete, Andy Reid, <laughs> completely Andy fogged up. Oh my gosh. I mean, those guys had him around their neck. It's, it's crazy to think. I know we are both experts on medical issues. Yes, and definitely. Health. I thought the most interesting part of the story was you sent me the article about Gruden 
And he said, quote, I'm sure they're directing that at me. I've got to do a better job keeping my face mask. Sean McVeigh in a different article said, quote, I figured that memo was directed at me. I've got to do a better job about that. So I think the takeaway is NFL coaches just assume everything's about them. It is about them. And also, like, I, I get that they want them to do a better job, but, like, realistically, I don't think they're going to. They have people on the NFL or the coaching staff that are completely dedicated to, like, their headset when they throw it. Like, these guys are not going to – It's I even have to catch myself from wanting to pull my mask off. So I, I can't imagine how intense these guys are that they're going to get better at it. Okay, so here's the point. With both the people you were talking about, yeah. the Raiders coach John Gruden and McVay from the Rams – Every time you pan to those guys, they've always got their placard covering their mouth to begin with. You would think, because they don't want anybody to see their lips moving, you would think those two guys would be the ones that wear their mask the most. Yeah, I think maybe the thought is that their voice can project more. <laughs> when I want people to hear me, I, I, I peek the mask down a little bit. Well, you know bit. what? That I, does I, sound asinine. That absolutely sounds asinine. But there's no fans there, so you're right. I mean, maybe you're right. I mean, I'm not wearing a mask while we're recording this because I want you to be able to hear me. And read your lips. So I think that the NFL was actually talking about me. Okay. That was directed <laughs> at me. So I am in a safe zone right now in Colorado. There's not much smoke. Clear skies. But on the West Coast, there's been a lot of fires. Oof. And I don't know if you saw that there was a doubleheader in Seattle. The Oakland A's played the Mariners in a dome. And the air quality was over 200, which is classified as very unhealthy. And they played anyway. So the coaches were saying like, well, no one said anything. So we just went, should they have canceled the games? That's a great question. My first question back is, does everybody know, like I've kind of been learning about this air quality index. Does the general person now know that anything over 200 is bad? I mean, maybe. Do, question on your question does anyone know what those numbers even mean on the AQ? No, i got no idea the context of it but i feel like i now know that anything over 200 like you just that you can't go outside like you should like right. let alone play a game you should go outside i went to india last year and i learned about the aqi there because in delhi in december <laughs> they burned the crops and it was rough it was generally over 200 every time we we're there the aqi goes from one to 500 and it's basically saying, what's your pain level on a scale from one to 10? It's not like a number of particulates in the air. It's just like a yardstick for measuring health. Wait a minute. So I thought 200 was like on the end. You're saying 200 still in the middle of the AQI. Yeah. So it goes green, orange, green, yellow, orange, reds, 150 to 200. Purple is 200 to 300. And maroon is 300 and up, which is hazardous. So like you're oh. still middle of the road on this 500 scale. I've been in over 200. It doesn't feel good. We were purple in the Bay Area for most of the weekend. It's not yeah. like you, you could, and we were, I was outside for like 45 minutes. It's not like your eyes are burning, but I certainly want to run. I wouldn't want to play a baseball game in that. Yeah. I think it's interesting on like, who's going to pull the trigger on canceling it. Like everyone's standing around being like, well, I don't want to be the one that says we're not going to play. And, the NFL, I was reading up because the 49ers were hosting a game over the weekend. Yeah. And the NFL has mandated if it gets over 200, they will not play the game. Wasn't the 49ers game like at 198? They were right yeah. below the threshold. They were right at it, but it didn't get to 200. So they didn't. But clearly they're over 200 for a baseball game, and they're like, nah, forget it. Go yeah. for it. Go get it. And they were in a dome. And so but, maybe there's like the thought that like it can't even 
surpass that but it did the pictures i saw of the game yeah. it was like it looked like the the dome was on fire i mean that you think that they they, they could shut the the roof there right and you think well the smoke's okay but you're right i mean <laughs> there's smoke throughout that the t-mobile dome or whatever it is yeah it gets in so well god bless them i hope we don't have no we got to stop this fire business i need to go outside all right go outside do well i i love this i love the rich guy money list i cannot get enough of the fortune 500s who's the richest person in the wide world lists yeah they've got they've got one for the athletes i think this one's specifically soccer because i don't see any <laughs> anybody other than soccer players maybe that's because they're the richest guys in the whole entire universe yeah do you did you have a clue who the richest um, soccer player in the world was i saw it i would have guessed it was ronaldo or yeah but it's not ronaldo, ronaldo number two the argentine the Argentine. Uh, Lionel Messi just edged out Ronaldo. He makes $126 million. Did you know how much of that is, like, salary the team pays him and how much of that's endorsements? It's surprising to me. $92 million in salary and the rest is endorsements? That's crazy. You know, that's what's crazy? I feel like that's a little low. $92 million is low? Or the no, no, I don't think the salary is low. I think, the, like, Lionel Messi, people don't understand this in the United States. Lionel Messi is, like, the most popular person person in the world like there's nobody more popular in the universe like you go to africa they know who lionel messi is they might not know who donald trump is but they can know who lionel messi you go to anywhere they are everybody knows lionel messi and he only makes 30 million i want to counter that point that he's the most well-known person in the world because i looked it up roger federer makes about six million dollars a year playing tennis and he makes a hundred million in endorsements so arguably by the numbers roger federer is more well known so what you would deduct from that is that Lionel Messi needs a better agent. I would not deduct that. I would deduce it. Deduce it, deduct it. Uh, Lionel Messi needs a better agent. You know who Lionel Messi's agent is? I don't. It's, a Jerry it's his dad. It's what? his freaking dad. <laughs> yes. Dude, honestly, I mean, R Roger Federer is obviously a, a popular person around the world. But if you go to Africa, they got no idea who Roger Federer is. Yeah, I just mean by the numbers. Also, I know that. I saw he's – it, Messi's in the final year of his contract, and if he stays, he'll get an $83 million loyalty bonus. That's crazy. That's just like, hey, thanks for sticking around. You know, they were, they were, he was thinking about leaving teams. That's the big scuttle. Like, he was going to go from Barcelona to another team. And if another team wanted him to come, they'd have to pay – Not this isn't like contract money. They'd have to play, pay his old team, Barcelona, $500 million just to get the rights to sign it. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of money in soccer. And he's only making thirty-four million. Uh, just to round out that, Ronaldo's number two. He made one hundred seventeen million, which is like uh, nine million less than the number one Messi. Number three was Neymar. Mm -hmm. You love your. You, I know you love some Neymar. I love Neymar. Um, and then my guy, Kylian Mbappe. My kids can't get enough of Mbappe. Yeah. By the yeah. way, Mbappe's like seventeen years old, and he makes forty-two million bucks. He is so silky smooth. He's so, so silky smooth. Did you know that U.S. Open is at Wingfoot this year? I'm going to go on a record and say, I know we got freaking time for this because this story is outstanding. It's so good. Actor Michael O'Keefe was a caddy at Wingfoot for two summers. His brother used to, he's a member, he used to be the president. He was Danny Noonan. 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 On Caddyshack and uh, the 40th anniversary of Caddyshack, he put it out into the universe. He said, wouldn't it be fun if I got a caddy for someone? And his dream came true. 
uh, Michael Breed, who's a coach for Danny Balin, said, hey, get ready. And so O'Keefe caddied for him on Monday during practice round. Okay, so yeah, I, that was my question. It's like, this is cute. That's funny. Great story. But if you're a golfer in the U.S. Open, do you want some actor to grab your bag? You don't, you want like a legit caddy. Well, yeah, for the round of play, which starts tomorrow on Thursday. But for a practice round, I think it's fun. They, they look, I saw a picture of them. They look like they were having a good time. No, 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 no. Um, I really want my kids to see the caddy shacks. Not appropriate yet. They're a little too young, but I cannot wait to show them that scene where the, it's a Mars bar in the pool and everybody jumps out. I can't okay. wait. What is your yardstick for letting your kids see it? So you have three kids. <clears throat> three kids. Quarantine two of them so the oldest can see it, or is the last one going to be the one that, like, once he passes the bar, everybody's in? That's it. True. Sometimes my daughter sneaks out after the boys go to bed and we watch something, like the Taylor Swift documentary would have been a little <laughs> for them. Um, but we were trying to watch Adventures in Babysitting, which was from the 80s. Ooh. We were going to go there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's 80s. My wife's like, PG-13? Nope, can't do it. I'm like, what? Wow. Why not? My wife, she plays hardball. There's an interesting documentary called This Film Is Not Yet Rated about the MPAA, about how subjective and political ratings are. It depends on so many things. If you, if you get overwhelmed with sports, check out the This <laughs> Film Is Not Yet Rated on Netflix. <laughs> Well, you have been listening to Sports Best. You should go to our TikTok account, our Facebook account, or definitely our Twitter account, because I feel like the guy who writes that Twitter stuff for Sports Best, that guy's outstanding. It's not Uncle Gold. Kirk either, by the way. Um, you can find all of our social medias on the social medias. For Andrew Keller, I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for listening.